Shabbos, Perak Yud Aleph, Mishnah Aleph, 11.1. We continue to discuss the halachas of Hotzah, transference, and here we're going to discuss the tolda, a tolda of Hotzah, which is called zrika, throwing. So again, just remember that the Torah has, um, as it's of Hotzah, transferring from Rosh to Rosh Hashanah We also have Hachnasa, bringing from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Yachid. In addition, we have the separate rule we have a tradition that you can't transfer for almost in the Rishos Rabbim. That's Ma'avir, transference. Here we have a tolda of that, which is Zrika. If one would throw instead of carry, but he, instead of transporting by hand, he transports by throwing an object, either as a Hotza or a Chanasa or a Havara, all three of those things, meaning you throw in the Rishos Rabbim, you throw in the Rishos Yachid from the Rishos Rabbim, or you throw Dalaramas in the Rishos Rabbim, all those things will also make you liable, as the Mishnahist will now lay out. So the first Mishnah says, Hazorik If one throws something from a private domain, to a the public domain, remember you need to have an Akira and a Hanacha and also a transfer from one domain to a second. So you have that over here. You pick up the ball in the Rishasayach, let's say, you throw it to the where it comes to rest. So you have all three components, the Akira and the Rishasayach, the Hanacha, the coming to rest in the Rishasarabim, and the transference across the domain line, so then you'll be liable, and the same would go in reverse. If you transfer by picking up a ball in the public domain, throwing it to the private domain, it comes to rest over there. Again, you have an Akira, you have a Nacha, you have a transfer between two domains, and that being the case, again, Chayev. What about What if you play a clever game? You play catch with someone from his house to your house, and in the middle between your two houses is the Rosh Hashanah. So you have the ball, and the ball is going from your private Rosh Hashanah at home through the window to your friend's private Rosh Hashanah at home, which is also Rosh Hashanah. That transference is, mut, that would be Mutter Midor, right? So they go from Yachid to Yachid. Don't forget that Midor Ban Nezachi of, of making an heir of Chatseros uh, to connect two differently owned, you know, two different Rosh Hashanah they were owned by two different people, but that's not our topic right now. Here the point is, you're actually transferring that ball through the Rosh Hashanah. And that would seem at first blush to be a first the Hotzah, when you take it out of your house into the Rabbim, and then Hachnasa from the Rabbim to the Yachid. The problem is, or the potential problem is, that you haven't got a Hanacha. It doesn't come to rest in the Rosh Hashanah. So the question is, are you off the hook? And indeed, the Hacham and the Lach is, yes, you are off the hook. You're playing with fire, but ultimately... Since there's no Hanach in the Rosh Hashanah, you won't be liable. And Rabbi Kiv disagrees. The Mishnah says inside, If you're throwing something from a private domain to a private domain, that thing you're throwing is passing through a public domain. So, Rabbi Kiva says you'll be liable for a chatas, but the Chacham say, no, Pochon, you're exempt. The Chacham, for the reason I explained before, there's no coming to rest, no Hanach in the Rosh Hashanah. Um, on the way out, and the same on the way in, no, no Akira. The Rebbe Kiva disagrees. Rebbe Kiva holds that kluta damya, that if something is in the airspace, the ball is in the Rabbim, it says if it's come to rest for an instant, like if you took a photograph, you'd see the ball for a moment at rest, if you will. So it's in the airspace, it's as if it's like come to rest in the airspace, and that being the case, you'd be liable just for passing through. So to a great degree, Rabbi Kiva sort of is is abrogating the whole point of the Hanacha in the conventional sense. It's not ever needing to come to rest, 
to be considered to be munach, to have hanacha. Nevertheless, you have to remember that the Rishos Harabim, which is where the public does this thing, we defined as um, a place that is six feet almost or more wide, that it's open, so it's wide and open, and there's a lot of thoroughfare of traffic through that Rishos Harabim, it's where the public lives and does its thing. The Rishos Harabim only extends vertically up to 10 tfachim, waist height roughly, call it a yard high, a meter high roughly. So that means that above 10 tfachim, above waist height, that's not where the public interacts, and it's that's considered to be part of the Makom Putur, it's an exempt area. Which will mean that if you and your buddy are playing catch on the first floor of the home and the ball is going through the air and the ball is staying within 10 tfachim, or at least passing through 10 tfachim of the ground, so then Rabbi Kiva will hold your chayat. But if you're playing catch from the second story of your homes, through your second story windows, you to your friends, and the ball is passing over the Rosh Hashanah, even Rabbi Akiva will agree that you're exempt because the ball, although he holds that if it's in the airspace, it's as if it's come to rest there. Coming to rest above Tentafachim off the ground is not in the Rishos Arab. That's also Makom Patur, an exempt area. And that in the case, even Rabbi Akiva would agree that throwing the ball from one Rishos Yachid to another Rishos Yachid on the second story above Tentafachim would not be subject to liability because the ball never comes to rest even through a kluta, even through like uh, being absorbed in the airspace in Rishos Arab proper because Rishos Arab does not go within 10 tfachim above the ground.